Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Welcome back to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast. And this episode, Rory and I are going to be breaking down all the big market moves of last week and what to expect this week. Man, Rory, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks again. All good. Uh, incredible week last week in terms of volatility. God, it's insane, yeah, right? Isn't it? I, I, I actually, I was saying to the community, I put out a, a video on Friday. I was like, man, I actually feel hungover. Yeah. Just <laughs> in a sense of there have been so many events, so many moves I just yeah. feel battered. It's like, wow. Yeah. But but I've enjoyed it. I've been on the right side most of the time last yeah. week, you know. And I mean, I don't think the market was expecting such a big move. You know, we said last week, if you know, if the Fed hikes 75, we're probably going to see a relief rally. Mm. And then slowly market's going to start to move down. Whereas we pretty much just seen the opposite, you know. We've yeah. seen no rally and market's just absolutely dropped. Exactly. Well, yeah. you know, when you look, if obviously we might as well just go into it. I mean, uh, we'll take a look at obviously some of the events that we've had, but let's just speak about the FOMC while while, we, while it's hot, yeah. right? So I think what the standout thing for me, you know, was the um, the rate outlook. Yeah. Okay, so those were aggressive yeah. in comparison to June statement. Yeah, comparison to June. We're Big pickups. Yeah, we're looking at another 75, uh, 50, then 25. And then obviously through the next year, we're sort of, uh, they're thinking about holding rates most of next year and then starting to cut now in around November time of 2023. So that's, for me, the pretty big move. I did leave a video in the channel, as you've seen, mm-hmm. breaking it all down for the guys, so do go check that out. Yeah, I think... a bit more detail. I think from from those expectations, what are, what are we looking to peak at? 4.5% at the moment? Yeah, 4.5, 4.75. Yeah. We're looking to peak in around there. I think we're going to peak higher. I think it's going to be around 5. All you have to do is look back to see where the projections were in June. July, August, and now where we are, we keep moving the expectations further and further out. So I think now we just need to take that same approach and think, well, our expectations are going to move further and further out. They probably are. Yeah, you agree. Know, and a lot uh, of the top guys are saying between five and even up. Some of them are even saying upwards of six percent. Mm. So I, I've been up. I, I I was calling five percent as well. And yeah. like, look, as we've said, inflation at the moment in, in the latest readings. Uh, what was it last week? Was it last week? Yeah, eight point three. Still, still creeping higher. Yeah. Both the C- CPI and PPIs. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a while. Look at the dollar, man, bro. I'm just going to say I. I've been calling this 112. I was calling 112.50. Obviously, we've exceeded my expectations there. I was yeah. calling it back from around this uh, 105 area when we had this pullback here. And I was like, man, the next major area is 112.50. And look at that. Exactly. Look at that. Been so aggressive. And there's one chart that really stands out for me here. Mm. Cable. Cable. Oh, yeah. my goodness. When I, so, look I mean, at it. I remember, I remember back in February... We, uh, we were in holidays in the US. Yeah. You know, I told the group I transferred about 85% of all my money into dollars back in February. And I said to myself, you know, the reason I'm doing this is in case dollar goes to about 120, worst case scenario. We're now at 108. Yeah. I mean, I thought 120 was going to be quite bottom of the line. You know, that's going to be where it's probably going to find the trough. And now we're at 108. Yeah. I mean, man. for me, for me, I'm seeing parity. Yeah. I, I do man. see parity coming it, here. It seems that way, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, obviously, look, we've got, on, on the fundamental side of things, we've got a massive, we've still got a massive divergence between the FOMC and the, and the Bank yeah. of England. The Bank of England, obviously, they did hike, didn't they, this week, but I think it's, it's a dovish hike. Yeah, it's a dovish hike. They, 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 they don't want to hike, but they have to yeah. because of inflation. I know they're calling for an emergency hike in between you know, meetings. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people saying you know, out there that the market is now starting to price in over a 1% hike. You know, for the for the BOE, and I think that's you know that's what they need to do. They need to bring, you know, the um, they need to bring the rate back up to sort of where the Fed are. You know, mm. they need to bring it, be up to that sort of three point two five. I think they're a little bit too late now to be doing that. 
they should have been moving quicker the previously. Thing, the thing I don't like about it is that the BOE were actually one of the first major banks to bring a hike in. So it looked like they were ahead of the game. And now they've just fallen behind the curve. Mm-hmm. They should have been ahead of it. Inflation's, you know, still up there near 10%. I mean, yeah. it, it really is getting bad for them. Yeah, no, it is. So you know, let's just bring... confidences. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just for, for listeners, so just to bring it in for you. Um, so obviously we had... Uh, investor confidence data on Friday as well. Yeah. I think that was the lowest that we've seen since records began yeah, uh, from it, what I was reading. Yeah. So it, consumers are just worried. Investors are worried. Uh, now look at this, Rory. Now I must stress this. What did I say? I want to see a breakdown of this sort of 14.50, area. And I, I was looking for 112.50 and obviously that's achieved. Yeah. And now we're in complete and utter uncharted territory. Yeah. I think you're going to have to go down monthly view there. So I know, probably go back. No, well, no. This is this is uncharted. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this this chart even. Yeah, man. This yeah. is just uncharted territory, yeah, we're, bro. We're back twenty years and still not there. This is insane. This is yeah. insane. So, I mean, uh, yeah, as you say, I probably I probably agree with you that this is coming down towards parity. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's absolutely annihilated. You know, it it is it is a pretty awful time. You know, for people in the UK are struggling enough. Now, whenever people in the UK are looking to go away to the US for holidays, even over you know Europe, it's still going to cost us a lot more. Yeah, it you know, is. I it remember is. back was it maybe just check the chart. I think it was about two thousand and seven. Maybe yeah. uh, cable was about two. <laughs> I think if we just go back to two thousand seven. Yeah, let's see. I, 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 we probably were to be fair. Look before 08 crisis here. Yeah, we're up. At, yeah, look there you go. Yeah. Up at two. Yeah, before the financial crisis. Yeah, so two dollars. You know, and I think pound, one pound got you two dollars. Now we're at one to one. Yeah. Pretty much. Look, the, the story is anyway. Enough. Um, obviously, look, GBP GBP's in a bit of a, a, a bit of a bad situation in the UK, but the story has got. Uh, we can't take any shine away from the dollar. There's 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 nothing stopping the dollar right now. Yeah. You know, we've got everything's in its favour. Obviously, this aggressive action from the FMC. We've still we've got economic uncertainty globally. Right, we can see that. So, where do you put your money? You put your money in dollars. Yeah. Where are we getting the most yields at the moment in the USA? You know, so man, it's it's yep. dollars. Is, there's no stopping it. Yep. There's and no it stopping it. Ha- and it doesn't help with obviously less trust now coming in. You know, with tax reliefs. Yeah. Okay. So, so yes, know, let's get into that. You sort of have dollar strength, GDP weakness, and, and what's that going to do? It's just going to exacerbate. You know, the move in between. Well, yeah. So, uh, so basically, I had a. a um, I put out an update. Obviously, one of the reasons why GDP was battered as well was. Well, the, because of those tax cuts, tax yeah. cuts across the board. And someone said to me, you know, Ken, tax cuts should be good for the economy. Why is GBP weakening? But you got to remember, G- um, when we're cutting taxes, it's similar to, it's a form of easing, yeah. right? Just like when, for example, um, you know, the Bank of England's pumping money into the markets. We're flooding the market with, with GBP. You know, we're diluting the currency. There's a lot more currency going down, to, uh, going around in the economy. So the value of the pound comes down, right? Yeah. So that's why. Uh, and yeah, that, look, 400 pips. Yeah. 400 pips. Yeah. I think that was the fourth biggest move in the last three years. And that includes the COVID moves. And yeah. Everything like that. Like yeah. That even with COVID huge, moves, this, this is that, huge. That was, a, that was pretty much a COVID move. Yeah. It's huge. You Bro, know. what we're seeing here is, is this is historical. Yeah. I do want to have a drink with everybody who was long cable yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to buy every single person a drink. <laughs> However, with them sort of moves, I don't think I could. You know, like, <clears throat> I see a few, couple of guys that, um, you know that I'm I'm wary of on on social media. This guys that I engage with, and I, and I just feel they're irresponsible because, for example, one of the boys actually that I follow, he I saw him. He must have been kicking himself because he he placed a trade to. to he's a cat. He's clearly counter trend trading euro dollar, and he's placed a long at like this ninety nine area. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, no, it's ninety-eight fifty. I saw you placed long, and I'm thinking, man, you ruthless mother beep. Yeah, You're, you <laughs> are counter trend trading seriously with all the fundamentals as well. Man, you're brave. You're I mean, brave. I mean, I don't really, I don't want to be too personal with them, but I don't know where you're bringing that trade to. Yeah. I mean, you know, are you are you just hoping for that really quick rebound? Because fair enough, you do see that, and you can get a lot, you know, a few points very quickly, but. The odds are it, massively stacked against yeah, you. It's not. It's like an Indo casino and putting your money on zero every time. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's like you're swimming against the tide, man. Yeah, that's you're gonna is. drown. Yeah, and you, uh, the guy probably did. He, uh, I know, he would have got stopped out of that trade without a shadow of doubt. Look at that. Yeah, ridiculous, I mean, man. You would have got stopped out there before price even hit your your limit. Well, yeah, the spread would have just t- took you out first. And you, you know what's interesting? So I had a couple of trades on, um, yeah, uh, uh, yesterday. Excuse me. So I had one in on gold. And if you look like this, the the levels of volatility are insane yeah. right now. When you're looking, so when you're placing a trade, the the the, the bid and the ask price are flickering in yeah. on insane amounts of levels and volatility. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, it's mad. It is like the volatility you say was was I haven't seen like it like that in yeah. a while. And just as we were discussing off camera, one of the trades that I was in, remember I got out of yeah. the residential. One of the main reasons I was actually able to get out of that so good was because implied volatility prices were so high. Mm. So they were actually leveraged above where they probably should have been, allowing me to actually get out, you know, at break even. Mm. If it wasn't for the high levels of implied volatility, I probably would still be sitting on a bit wow. of a loss. Okay. So it's thanks to that. So I was it did, able to did get you out. a favor really, it, didn't it? It did me a favor. Yeah. Using volatility to your advantage. Yeah, for you sure, know? for sure. Okay. And then look, I want to talk about one one of the other even big oil Yeah, yeah, let's 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 jump let's into look, oil. Let's jump into oil oil because you've been calling those shorts I've as well, haven't you? Shorts and oil on these market rundown videos, it's getting a bit boring. I <laughs> just sit and call shorts and oil. Yeah. You know, I think maybe whenever we started doing these podcasts in August, I should have just wrote short oil. Um, we'll be <laughs> back when, <laughs> you know, be back later. Yeah. So oil traders, obviously, look, we've been falling for four consecutive months now. We had this big push to the up. We had a big push to the upside initially on Russia and Ukraine, didn't we? Yeah. Um, which is natural. Yeah. What's that? That was natural. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, yeah, you know, of understand course. Understand it. They can, you know, macros behind it. But man, we so in that last podcast we did say, and I said as well, my next major area here would have been sixty five. I don't overanalyze oil, but when I do, yeah, look at that, sixty five dollars yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I was telling all the guys, you know, eighty dollars. I was first saying about eighty six being your level. Then I said, now you know, with a bit of free fall to eighty, wasn't expecting it to go that quick. Mm. Now we're sort of looking at around sixty five. What would you say? Obviously, look, we've got. Global worries, yeah. um, uh, in sort of uh, economic stability is one of the, the, the laggards. What other major laggards would you say or weights are on, on oil shoulders right now? Yeah, probably the main reason is just due to the economic output. Yeah. You know, things are starting to slow down. The demand for oil looks like it's going to start to slow. Mm. And that's just really weighing in heavily you know, on investors now. People are starting to think um, before the whole Russia-Ukraine situation, oil was around this price. So now people are just saying, well, we're back to those sort of levels mm. and looking to bring it down. And then you've and got you got to remember, obviously, the stronger dollar yeah, as well. Yeah, the stronger killing. dollar there isn't helping as well. Mm. You know, even starting to look into more of a micro view in oil, you know, the oil output's still mm. you know, pushing quite high. So you have to look at them. True. You have to look at them factors too, you know. Yeah, so definitely. I, I think oil, where, where it is now, is I wouldn't want to say a fair price, but it's probably still slightly overpriced. Yeah. And I, I do see more downsides, you know. You've marked it out there 65. If we do come down to 65... I would suggest maybe looking to buy some, but definitely not at this at this level. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, if we break sixty five, quite a quick slip to fifty dollars as well. Yeah, just very, looking left there at a chart, you know, here, 50. here, you know, very quickly, nice and psychological as well. 
Uh, one thing also I want to talk about because it's quite significant is um, I want to go into Swiss franc because this week we had the SMB raising yeah. rates. Now this is this is massive. We spoke about this last week. The That's fact right. they've come out now of negative territory. They've been in negative territory for quite some time. Switzerland is a massive stable house. You know, they're the safest houses if you want to invest in yeah. Switzerland and have your money there. So I think this is massive now that they've got interest rates yeah. that are not in negative territory. So many people invest money in Switzerland at negative rates. Yeah. Like so many people do it. Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. Mm. And they know that there's negative rates, but they just think that the central bank you know, is so safe and the country is so safe. They just think that it's the safest place. Exactly. Because even looking at the dynamics of Switzerland, it's a it's a landlocked country. Yeah. You, you always see these things going around. Is it like Instagram or YouTube, whatever it is, that Switzerland have like mines under all the bridges coming into Switzerland. Mm-hmm. If they were mm-hmm. able to get invaded, you literally couldn't get in. So yeah. they're a very secure country, you know, on the military terms. Yeah. That's why a lot of investors probably go there. Well, yeah. And, and they're quite uh, neutral as well. They are. With the world. So I'm very much about Swiss franc strength, you know, to bring yeah. that all in, uh, because obviously we got, I think, I think, you know, we're going to see a big, we, we've seen the moves already, by the way. So I'm just going to show you some of the charts. I think we're going to see something similar to the dollar, but with Swiss franc, maybe not as extreme, yeah. but we're seeing it. If you look against some of the peers, Swiss francs really have some ground. So look here with Euro. This, this is something that I enjoyed, actually. I was enjoying this downside. So look, look, look at some massive, like, this is so technical. Look, le- uh, basics, left shoulder, head, right shoulder, breakout, retest from that neckline. Look at that. Doof, 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 doof. Yeah. There were Euro Swiss, yeah. you know. So, um, and then also here, um, something that I've been, I've been trading, Aussie Swiss as well. Uh, let's just bring this up. Commodity prices down, Aussie dollar down. Yeah, exactly. Sw- CAD Swiss, you know, look, it's just, and I think we're going to continue to see that sh- uh, those flows in Swiss franc now. Yeah. Obviously, now that we're at ne- negative rates. Um, yeah. so, exactly, because um, a lot of people out there might think that, you know, the US dollar's seen the strength Swiss he hasn't, so they're maybe going to start to move money in. Yeah. There, as well as then the interest rate hikes, you're just going to see the natural inflow of money. Exactly. There. Yeah, so yeah. Swissy, Swissy up there with dollar, in my view. Yeah. Um, what else we had last week? So we had the Bank of Japan. Let's talk about Bank of Japan. Yeah. Man, Bank of Japan. You know what's funny? Let, let, let me tell you. So I, I was actually watching it. It's, it's early hours in the morning. Yeah. So obviously they kept rates unchanged. And obviously we had those Nikkei reports that were saying, look, that the, the, the ministers, some members were looking at potential inter- currency intervention. Yeah. And then, so if you, the headlines came out, right? The, the Bank of Japan finance minister, after they kept everything unchanged, he said, oh, uh, we, we haven't we haven't discussed um, uh, we haven't discussed intervention at yeah. this meeting. And, 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 you know, it's funny when I was reading that, I was thinking, are they just going to come out and, and come out after and be like, ha ha ha, motherfuckers, we yeah. got you. And they actually did. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking did. that in my head. And they actually did. Like a couple of hours after yeah. they intervened. Yeah. And I was like, I was thinking, thinking that they literally thinking, ha ha, motherfuckers, yeah. like, now we got and you. That's what they're doing. It's yeah. So fu- it is so funny yeah. to see it. Yeah, so that's the first time they intervened since 1998. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 24 years now. So, um, yeah, so look, I think we've got a big potential reversal play here with a lot of these yen pairs now. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, look, look, obviously, if you look at your uh, Euro yen, for example, a nice little evening star here, yep. big bearish candlestick there. More potential selling, you yeah. know. We've got what we could view. Oh, we've got what we could view as a double top. Look, one, yeah. two, neckline area down here. 
let's bring up GJ. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, oh, <laughs> this chance is, is madness. Uh, let's bring up Aussie, Aussie Yen. Yeah, Aussie Yen as well. It's all. I think we've got, got some big reversal plays here. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, with, with Yen. But and even just bringing it in under the indices front, you know, when I just discussed earlier the Nikkei 225, with yeah. people, you have to now remember that with the Bank of Japan now intervening in markets, looking to strengthen the currency again, what's that going to do? It's obviously then going to see weakness with already in the Nikkei. Mm. So you're going to see that weakness in Nikkei. I have reiterated to the community that I'm sort of market neutral, slightly bearish in the Nikkei, but now after that, we're sort of now looking at more of a bearish stance for them. Because the mm. Nikkei has traded sideways now for a couple of months. There has even been a slight uptrend if you if you want to look at it that way. And now I think we're going to see the market come down quite sharp. You think? Yeah. You think similar to what the, the moves that we're observing in glo like global equities in it, general? Like US maybe not just as much, but it's, it's probably going to start to pick the pace up a wee bit. Yeah? I mean, you know, the, the yen being so weak. I mean, yeah, if you look at that on a weekly chart, it's going to bring up the monthly minute. I just want to see yeah, where we're... I mean, oh, it doesn't look as bad as you know, the S&P, the Dow, NASDAQ. And the reason for it is because the yen's so weak. Yeah. You know, so they're exporting so much. So many, you know, America, True. all these other countries want to go there. They want to buy off Japan. True. They're getting really good deals from it, especially the US. And that's why Japan now is seeing corporate earnings, you know, still starting to increase slightly. Mm. But now, obviously, with the currency, currency intervention, yeah. it's not going to be... Do, do you think they do more? Do you think they keep doing this, like, you know, catching the markets off guard, be like, bam, bam? Or do you think I mean, that was it? I mean, the, the, the shouldn't. moved a lot. You know, in terms of a central bank policy, they shouldn't. You know, you're you're going to learn, uh, you're going to lose all the respect and mm. all the credibility for your bank. I mean, as we did say, was it last week or the week before, we do want some Japanese listeners to come on and maybe yes. explain a bit more about sort of maybe Japanese culture. Is that a thing? Mm -hmm. You know, over here in Europe and the US, we like to in be In terms very, of not spending. Yeah, we like to be very transparent in what we do, especially the Fed. That's what they want to do. They yeah. want to be very transparent. Is that the way the BOJ operate? Are they mm. not very transparent? So I think what they need to do for their sake is maybe to be a bit more transparent with the market. Yeah. To not lose the credibility and not, to not lose investment in Japan. Mm -hmm. If they're going to get on like this and start you know, doing very surprise acts, people aren't going to want to be in Japan. Yeah, you know, they it's true. They're not going to want to be in Japanese yen. They don't want to be in the Nikkei. And Japan are going to see a lot of investment you mm -hmm. know, flowing out. So, S Okay, so you think these shorts potentially for, for Nikkei? Yeah, I think now we're maybe going to start to see some shorts okay. on Nikkei there. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna keep an eye on that. Um, let's talk about US, let's talk about the stock indices, okay? Uh, being obviously annihilated. Um, I mean, it's really hard times, really. Uh, look, I was, I was speaking about this. I touched upon it in the um, in the two blokes trading app. Yeah. Just I, I wanted to go into detail on this because you got to remember as well we're in completely different times. Look here, right? Remember, if we re recap, U.S. stocks uh, and not just U.S. stocks, global stocks in general had a massive uptick because of the low interest rate environment, because of all the money that was going out. People had all this cash. Where were they putting it? They're putting it in stocks. They're putting it in cryptocurrency. So look at that big bull run. Now we've now so. I see this move completely reversed, right? Now we're dealing with higher interest rate environment. Yeah. Now we're dealing with no QE. Now we're dealing with global economic worries. Yeah. This has got to reverse. That yeah. that happened. That move was so quick. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. We hadn't even come out of the pandemic yet. I know. You know, so now we're in troubled times. Surely we pair this back. Yeah, we do. You know, I mean, you can already see there on the chart, we've come down to sort of, the all-time highs pre-COVID. Yeah. You know, so that's where we're now trading down at. I mean, it, it, it has to come back down. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of look at, you know, the S&P for this year finishing off at around 3,400. 
You know, okay. a, similar very, a similar to the view to Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs actually reduced their output by 16% down to 3,400. I'm kind of along the same lines in around there too. Mm, 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 mm. So okay. S&P 500, 3,400 by the year end, I think. Okay. And you know what I like to do? So with the Dow Jones, just speaking about the Dow Jones here, I'll bring the S&P up in a moment. But I've just put this from, you know, I like reference points with Fibonacci. Yeah, so I've sure. obviously got this from the swing low here in March, the pandemic, the drop there up to this swing high here in Jan. And you see, obviously, the significance of this 38.2%. We're, we're there at the moment around this sort of 29,600 area. Yeah. I, if we breach this, we're going to see very quick move down to this 50% fib. Yeah. But then ultimately, my eyes are actually on this 61.8% fib around that 25K mark, uh, 25.5K, you know, 1,000 yeah. point drop. No uh, sorry, 4,000 point yeah. drop, excuse me. But there's room for that, yeah, in my no opinion. Why not? I mean, the levels we're at now, just at the highs of the pre-COVID, Mm. them sort of highs you're going to get a lot of buy orders there you're going to get a lot of stop at where stop sorry the pre-covid highs pre-covid highs if you can just line that up where, where about sorry if you go to the oh here yeah, yeah. you just move up a wee bit. oh that's where we're at now yeah, really that's where we're at. there's a lot of demand here so you're going to see just a lot of technical buying there are a lot of people fundamentally buying thinking, yeah this is where we're going to you know this is where the market's not going to bottom out when we breach that stop losses are going to get triggered oh massively yeah massively it could be like like this yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is when you start like triggering all those stop losses what it does is when the other side the institutions take the trade things just start gapping down yeah gaps yeah. chunky gaps yeah. and that's when then you're going to see it going from the 38.5 fib 38.5 yeah at the moment 38.2 yeah and then down we're going to see to the 50 fib yeah you know, so that's where you're going to see the gap go straight down obviously not in a day but yeah that's where it's going to start to head to yeah. So just be aware of that. Okay. I would say be aware of this level that we're at now. Definitely. I say Ken and Rory are aligned on the shorts for the indices, guys. Yeah, <laughs> the shorts for sure. the indices. Guys, as a reminder, by the way, uh, we haven't quite finished this podcast, but just as a reminder, you know, a lot of this value, we've got our fingers on the pulses in the app, haven't we, Rory? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, both of us uh, with sort of current macros um, and, and the daily updates. So, um, yeah. you know, guys, make sure you're jumping in there and, and giving us yeah, your... Something for everybody on the app. Always. You know, more experienced guys can come over and look at a few options if they want. They can, we can go into more detail with the macros, beginners. We can show them exactly where to start. That's it, um, baby. Better, No better time to start than now. That's it. I think we've covered much ground on this week, mate, really, yeah, in terms of check, everything major. I think let's, let's, next week, let's start looking through what we've got next week because I actually haven't had a look. Uh, let's see. So, uh, oh, what have I missed there on Sunday? A parliamentary elections it's Italy is that a big thing I haven't followed yeah, it personally not, not huge no nah. so it's not going to be too right. huge let's, let's bypass uh, Monday we've got ECB's president Christine Lagarde let's, let's listen out for that yeah. we had some comments actually from uh, one of the, I can't remember who it was but we had some comments from one of the ECB board members mm-hmm. just saying get, I mean he's just saying inflation's way too high so yeah. just making room for that, well, potential more hikes yeah. really for Euro we Mr. Mario Draghi back in the we, room we, I wonder what Mario Draghi <laughs> would be doing right now I he wonder what he'd do anything to see if the Euro right now he, he's dovish though he's really dovish yeah he was but I mean he did. He done everything he could do. Yeah. Save the year. I'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, I actually seen the reel on it um, on Twitter. Going about just the other day, uh, I, and I had to watch it. <laughs> so I, I used to love his press conferences. Yeah. It's funny. It Listen, did you ever see that one time actually where that protester came in and threw like uh, I think threw like money on him, like threw loads of dollar no. bills. Oh mate, I'm gonna have to show you because bless him, he was like, oh my god, what's happening here? Like yeah. he literally looked like oh like uh, he's about to die. Bless him. Yeah. Let's, 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 I'm gonna bring it up here. Um, <laughs> I actually did share a photo on Twitter. I don't, I don't think anybody would follow me on Twitter. It's more like, not a private profile, but it's just something I use to 
filter out the news. Yeah. And actually replied to one of the guys on News Squawk. Yeah. With um, an American with a wheelbar full of uh, sterling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I said... <laughs> I say his current update from it with the Yanks at the Bureau to Change in Leicester Square. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, 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 look at this, mate. Look, ready? Bless him. So, look, attack. Oh, oh, bless him. Look. Oh. He doesn't know what's happening. Oh, poor sod. He's actually terrified. Yeah. Poor sod. God. You, would be, you wouldn't know. No, what, you would. You, you don't know if somebody's going to come up and kill you. Yeah. yeah. Throwing a bit of paper around you. True. <laughs> Okay, so let's keep an eye out for Christine Lagarde. Could be some potentially hawkish comments there. Yeah. Prop up Euro against some of its peers. Uh, what else we got? We've got Fed Chair Powell speaking. Okay, interesting. I don't know what this is about, but um, it's going to be monetary policy, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's keep an eye on that. See if any comments on monetary policy, given our uh, given our, uh, the last rate decision. Yeah. Uh, again, Fed Chair Powell speaking. Okay, it's generally lighter on the data front, but just a couple of big speakers. Canadian GDP... Expected to be negative. RBNZ governor. Okay. It's a light week, but some big speakers. There. Yeah. Oh, we've got PCE. So we'll keep an eye out for that as well. That'd be a big one. Yeah. That'd I be big. I'm not sure. Have I, I, I think I shared a bit of a video about the core PCE, mm. about PCE in the US. So I will actually share maybe like a, an Excel file with all the data from the PC. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on it. That's what the Fed used to gauge inflation. Well, that's it. That's their preferred, yeah. preferred yeah. measurement. Well, that is expected to be higher, 0.5%. Yeah. I'm not surprised. If that does come in higher, <laughs> expect those pulls to push again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, definitely, if you want to get caught up in the FOMC, watch that video I put out. Mm-hmm. Really good, explaining, you know... The that's in the app, yeah? Yeah, that's in the app awesome. uh, for the premium members. Wicked. Yeah. Yeah. They can check that out. Well, Rory, I think that wraps it up for this week. Yeah. Um, decent podcast, a lot to talk about, I'm sure... Well, it, the calendar is light next week, but I'm sure, without a shadow of doubt, I'm sure there's still going to be plenty to talk about. What do you reckon these moves, these big moves that we've seen this week, are we going to see those this week, this coming week as well? Yeah, we're probably not going to see them just as heavy, but probably going to see a bit of relaxation and people maybe starting to readjust portfolios and positions. Yeah. And probably a lot of sore heads on Monday. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> All right, Rory, it's a pleasure. Thank you, everyone. As a reminder, please do not hesitate to check out the Two Blokes Training app. A ton of value in there. Analysis, uh, educational, uh, everything across all asset classes. Yeah. Great, Ken. Thanks very much. All the best, buddy. See ya.